What's cracking? Y'all already know me, Mr. Famous Brand himself. Of course, we got a couple of the homies in the building today. We got Teezy and Tucci here. What's good, fellas? How y'all doing today? What's good with you, brody? What's happening? What's happening? And we do. We got a we got a special guest in the building today. This has been low key a long time coming. Been plenty of conversations about it, so we finally got him up here. Uh, Our guest today is originally from Georgetown, South Carolina. He is one of the co-hosts of the Hard Truth podcast with bk quick shout out to bk who couldn't be here today but we got plenty of love for you always invited whenever you get the time uh he is also a certified boxing trainer here in charlotte north carolina he is a relationship builder and a comedian everybody please uh help us welcome arlington scott is in the building what's good brother how you doing today what's going on man what's going on thank y'all for having me um yeah this has been a long time for real seeing we've been talking about this for a minute Oh yeah. But, yeah now I've been yeah, seeing yeah. y'all for a while too, even like from before all of this part of it. So I'm I'm just happy to be here, man. Oh yeah. Well yeah, we we definitely uh happy to have you here, man. Uh we know we know you're gonna kill it, you're gonna give us a good time. Um, but just to get it get straight into it, um, to kind of break the ice in regards to you. First of all, uh congratulations on on your marriage. Um Come on, you know, man. I definitely I saw you know, some of the footage from that. Uh, you know, I saw you on your honeymoon and whatnot. Um, real quick, you know, just in regards to that. First of all, um, how is married life, man? Is it like different being married and being and just being in a relationship? Like, how how's how how's everything going with that? Uh, being being married is a little bit different. You get a lot more eyes on you now. <laughs> uh, people, a lot of people think you uh, automatically got the relationship figured out. You don't. <laughs> um, what else? People addressing you as like I guess knowing my my wife has my last name, it definitely holds a lot more weight. I got a little bit more say so now in the relationship um, because that is a big step, you know. Um, but it's kind of like it's really kind of the same though. You just love each other a little bit more differently. You know, it, it's a little bit it's harder to get out of it. This ain't yeah. just a all right, we breaking up. I'm out of there. Yeah, it, it don't go like that no more. Yeah, you got you got now, the papers like, now. Yeah, you really gotta you gotta think about like, all right, we need to either talk through this or we can figure something out. But it's, yeah. a, it's 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 dope though, man. I'm really enjoying it too, and I can see like she she's a lot different from it also, just because this is something that you know she wanted all her life, and a lot I know a lot of dudes ain't well. I'm not gonna speak for a lot of dudes, but they say a lot of dudes don't like hope to be married and things like that. But I know I was always one of those guys that wanted to be married. I wanted to be married young too. It just didn't happen when I wanted it to, but it happened at the time that it was supposed to. So I really like it. Um, other than that, they're pretty much the same though. Okay. Okay. And when did when did you realize that your wife was the one? You know, my mind is asking. Uh, <laughs> ah, that's a great question. <laughs> yeah. For me, I was. It was probably like the second month that was the second that was two months in Shit. <laughs> I, knew, I knew just because of things that had happened prior to those two months 
Mm-hmm. It kind of showed me the type of person that she was. So for me, we met right like right before COVID, kind of on social media, um, and just talked like through DM. That she would be on like questions and things like that that I would post on Facebook because I would always talk about relationship stuff. I would just always like to pick pick with women, pick women brains, and ask questions, and then challenge a lot of the stuff that they would say. Because now it's people just saying all kind of foolishness on social media about relationships in general. And she would just always comment. So I would just always comment back. Then we started DMing. And then when COVID hit, I lost two jobs. Like that, like I lost, I was with one and they kind of got to that point where somebody got sick and they shut everything down. And then I got another one, same thing happened. They shut it down. And like, I was just in a low space at one point and she like randomly sent me $75. She was like, God told me that I needed to help somebody. I chose, I mean, I decided it was you. And now, of course I tried not to take it. Um, But then she was like, nah, you keep it. Don't take it by paying back and nothing like that. But that gesture went a very long way. But then me getting to know her and seeing her do this for other people, not just with money, but like just whether it was calling somebody to help them, whether it was getting up to go help somebody, whether it was taking care of her family in a certain way. It was like, yo, this this person like definitely like a lot different from a lot of the other girls that I've met, been around. But the conversations that we had were a lot deeper and they made sense. Mm. And it was she would see she would intentionally try to see things from a man's point of view. She wasn't just on this is what I need and this is what you need to do for me and this is what you like. She would intentionally try to find out a way. How does this make sense for him? Like, okay, this is why he does what he does. This is why men think that way. I was I was hooked from there. I mean, of course, some other chat too, but. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was like, well, she checked them boxes too, so we good. <laughs> Sam. <laughs> Sam, fair enough, man. Well, like I said, definitely congratulations. Um, God bless y'all. Uh, all that good stuff. Um, moving on from that, um, I know that uh, just watching you recently, um, and you know, over over the years and whatnot, um, you seem to be very big on mental health um, to the point where I've seen you speak at different places and whatnot, speak to individuals, um, have uh, impact on different individuals. Um, so my question for you is, when did you start to realize how important your mental mental health was? Um, when I got to the lowest point of my life and wanted to leave Earth. So pretty much I tried, I attempted suicide when I was 27. Um, that, it, it happened over a t- long period of time. And I don't think people really like a lot of people think this comes just on an abrupt bad thing happens. Then you go to straight wanting to do that. This happened like over years and years. But then, of course, it was being covered up by drinking, getting with other women, like getting with most of women. I was always a like for me, I was always a dude that loved being around women. But everybody would think that I'm just having sex with all of these women. And it was never like that. It would really be like I'll be friends with some of these girls, and then I'll just let them put me on their on their own girl, and it worked like that. But it would always distract me from so much stuff that I was personally dealing with, and I would never tell them. I was always good at getting other people to tell me their problems, though. Mm. So realizing, like, okay, well, I don't never got to say nothing. I don't really got to go as deep as I need to for real to talk about nothing. I can just get them to tell me, and it was easy. Then I got to a point where I was with, I was out with my brother and my cousin. 
and we went to the club out drinking like a regular night pre-game drink go to the club get a bunch of numbers dance with girls and i left early i ended up leaving early i don't know why i left early i really don't even know what it was i just left headed back home and i just broke down crying like out of nowhere I'm driving down the road. I'm by myself. I can I can see everything by myself on the interstate. Get on this bridge, and I'm just like, yo, I'm tired of all this noise in my head. I'm tired of like feeling how I'm feeling. I was I was at a job that I hated. Relationship that I was in at the time wasn't going right for nothing. Like was beefing with my parents in a way. But then I just like was like, man, I'm done. Like I'm I'm about to just let this wheel go, though. And I did it. I let the wheel go. My truck happened to climb up on the on the guardrail thing and then it pushed me back into the street. There was, I know for a fact there was nobody behind me or beside me. But when I pulled the truck back over, I was going to do it again and I was just going to turn it this time. This dude pulled up beside me, started blowing his own flashing his lights. Hmm. Like I knew there was nobody behind me though. But I don't know where he came from. He started blowing his own flashing light. He put his window down, started yelling, hey, pull over, pull over. So I pulled over, he pulled up beside me, he was like, man, you good, you good. I was like, yeah, I'm sitting there just crying. He's like, man, I pray, I'm praying for you, man, just make it home safe. I made it home safe, got out, like, just, I just sat in the truck and just cried. Called my dad, the first thing I asked him was, why did you and my mom get a divorce? My mom and my dad divorced when I was, when I was four. But this was a buildup of stuff over time. Yeah. So this is from four to 27. But that's the night that I realized, like, yo, I got to do something different. So that's when I really got with my homeboys. And one of them uh, that I talked to to this day, he was doing therapy and I just told him everything. And then from that day, we started talking and we just would talk about real shit. We wasn't coming talking about just the game or we wasn't talking about girls. We was talking about like what we dealing with, where we want to be at in life, why we feel like we failing. Why we feel like we can be like we not being better men. We talked about all that stuff. And then that's when I realized, like, yo, I really got to do better at building relationships. That's why today I, I really love building relationships. But that ultimately helped me like realize, hey, you gotta do work for yourself too. Like you gotta work on your own, on like by yourself. You gotta get by yourself, think how to clear your mind, meditate every now and again, whatever that looks like to you. It ain't always sitting there, you know, doing the namaste hummus thing. It ain't that. It can be literally if you if you drive motorcycles, sit on a motorcycle and just go ride by yourself. If you play games, disconnect from everybody else and just play. Sit in a room, listen to some music. But find some peace where it's not Instagram, where it's not the world, and just clear your own mind. I think that's when I kind of started doing the work. And then I just got better over time. And now I'm, I'm here now, so... And it's still days where you know stuff come, but it's a mm -hmm. process. <clears throat> All right, it's a process and an ongoing journey. But definitely. Uh, yeah, yeah. Everybody, but, um, like even with y'all, bro, definitely check in with each other every now and again. It it's simply uh hey bro, how you doing today? But like let them know like you really want to know how they're doing. Cause you know, a lot of times you be like, hey bro, how you doing? What's our first response? Yeah, I'm good, chilling. I'm good. <laughs> The whole time you got shit going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You won't say nothing to folks. We'll suffer in silence before we tell somebody, hey, I'm hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, I will say we um 
I know we we as the crew we definitely do try to do that. I know um whenever we do have like our meetings or whatnot, we uh be sure to do like a mental check in. Um, you know, just to open the floor to you know see what everybody got going on and whatnot. Um, so you know I feel like I feel like we do a pretty good job of that. Um, but nevertheless, uh, thankful that you're still here. Um, thankful that you on your journey, uh, your mental health journey and whatnot. Um, getting all that straight. Um. To kind of uh twist it um as i mentioned you you are also a comedian um to the point where i've seen you uh do a few stand-up shows and whatnot um unfortunately uh i did miss your show here i think you were you were doing it at uh wild wing cafe right yeah out here yeah so i did um i did unfortunately miss that one but um i wanted to ask you about uh just your experience with comedy with stand-up um you know how how was that for you and what made you kind of get into that uh, I've always like been in groups and made people laugh and just and it was really just like a thing I fell into. I've always been the person to kind of be around groups of people, new people, never met. No, I never meet a stranger. Anybody come up and speak, I speak to you, and we just talk. And I might make you laugh. I don't intentionally do it, but then I just like I'm gonna try this. Like, and then I tried it. I tried to sign up on my birthday for Comedy Zone. They didn't do it in September and they never said anything back. And then fast forward to October, they hit me back and was like, do you still want to do uh, the open mic? So I said, yeah. The first time I, like, I went up there and I was like fourth out of like 50 people. Mm. The first three people bombed, bro. Like, when I mean bomb, it was bad. Like, <laughs> one people went out and just started talking about death. I was like, bro, what the fuck? Oh, shit. Bro, oh, get this, like, get this nigga off talking stage. About, started talking. Bro started talking about people dying. Like, bro, they all wrong with you. <laughs> and everybody kind of like just waited. But then another dude came up and he started kind of talking about some of the same stuff. But he started talking about Trump and stuff like that. And then he tried to joke on the the lady that was running the show but nobody was laughing mm -hmm. but then she started joking from the back of the room and everybody was dying that's it right there and yeah she made his head look bad. get him off the stage yeah <laughs> no, that was ugly but then I, I went up and i just kind of talked about i talked about me i didn't talk about nobody else i talked about shit like the first time me and my wife had sex but i did not show up boy <laughs> like, it was not working right <laughs> like, and everybody just started laughing from there and then i got a feel of it but that was in five minutes that five minutes felt long the first time mm. i was like if you if you ever count the five minutes how long you think it is i was definitely out there panicking but it went pretty good but then my next show that i did was at home and i set that show up myself so i went from five minutes to 45. It was a little bit easier because everybody knew me. I could just talk about life stuff, talk about stuff from back then. My mom was in the room. I could talk about stuff with her. Um, but that, it also gave me a sense of like, I get the release here. This is fun. It's kind of like, kind of like doing a podcast, but in front of a crowd by myself. Mm. So that gave me a, that gave me a real release. And it helped me mentally too. Cause I get to talk how I want to talk. I can say what I want to say. If you laugh, cool. If you don't, cool too and if you say something i'm gonna jump on your ass <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was cool for me man shit that's all good bro well shit i'm about to say your, your next show um about to say let me know so i can <clears throat> i can try to pull up or something will do man 
um last question i got for you is uh in regards to because like i mentioned you're a certified boxing trainer um so i know that uh i've been watching you and you've been on uh like this fitness journey boxing journey and whatnot so talk about um talk about that and when that became important to you um so i've been doing boxing now for two years uh we started it i started with my trainer we just he never knew boxing as far as like how to do training i didn't know how to do it but i've been training with him so me and him built like a real bond now to where we are because we we don't just talk about working out in the workouts and while i'm working out we talk about deep stuff too so he talks about because he's been married for 23 years I asked him questions about relationship stuff. Milestones. He talked to me about just man stuff. He's 53 years old. He don't look like it at all. Mm -hmm. um, but then I was like, man, I want to try something a little bit different just from the, you know, simple squats and workouts and stuff like that. I I love football all my life. I grew up, I played every position in football for real. Like my first position was, was left guard. My last position was quarterback. And I ended up going to Elizabeth City and playing wide receiver, but it was really all mostly trick plays and playing. And I played quarterback too in practice, but career just kind of didn't go how I wanted to go. But boxing came in. Honestly, it was the it was the Creed movies. <laughs> I was like, yo, I'm about to start trying this. And like we got on the mitts and we got into workouts and stuff like that, and it, it felt fun. But it also gave me that sense of football again because I could hit some shit. And I could like whenever I get upset, I can just go hit something. Mm. And just like how football was, you can get out there, you can knock it in your head loose, and you ain't got to worry about going to jail. So it pretty much gave me that feeling again, but it gave me the feeling also of like trying to accomplish something. You get a routine, and you're trying to do that routine, and you don't get it right, you want to get it back. If you do get it right, you want to make it better. Like sometimes, shoot, we're doing a routine, he might hit me in the face. It depends on if I move or not. If I do what he told me to do, if I do what the routine requires. Um, but I just fell in love with it just like how, because it made me feel like football again. But that's also like another release. Mm. If I'm pissed off, if I'm having a rough day or if I'm having like just an off day or something like that, we can get on the mitt so I can get on my punching bag. And we go and we go crazy. We go as long as I want to. And it that's another way of like mental health for me too. Because it gives me that release. Sometimes as men, we get bottled up. You might want to hit something. One, you can't hit your girl. Two, you don't want to beat on kids. Three, you can't punch your boss. So, what's the next best thing? Whether either it's gun range or the <laughs> gun range or the boxing. <laughs> so, like guns ain't never really been my thing, but boxing is. So, you know what I'm saying? I use that. And it just, it's another way to kind of clear my head and stuff like that. But it's fun too. So, I was like, man, I might as well go ahead and get certified. So, I went and got certified. And in the next year, I want to start sparring. Then the next year after that, I want to get in. I want to actually do it for me, have a fight. So we're going to see what happens. Oh, man. Well, shit. I know I got to um, I gotta get up, which I know we had some conversations about everything. Um, So I'm still still pending. Uh, yeah, exactly. But I'm, I'm I'm coming, bro. I'm, I'm pulling up. I'm coming. Hey, what the fuck going on? What's, what's pending, bro? <laughs> hey, what, what, what are you trying to do? Stop fighting me. Hey, what's up? I'm pending, bro. Get your little workout in. 
I'm trying to be. Hey, I want to come too. I'm trying, to be, I'm trying to be like O'Malley out this bitch. Oh, <laughs> oh I'm, I'm trying to come too. Shit. Goddamn famous. If, about I, to be out this if I can get a nigga like Sugar Shane, I'm coming. <laughs> you about to be out this. I can do some Sugar Shane. The first couple of joints, I ain't going to hit you. <laughs> we'll we get to that point, but it's a build up. <laughs> knock, sure, knock his ass out. <laughs> <laughs> See that man, your niggas ain't your niggas. Bro. <laughs> hey, they, 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 we need we need people like them. <laughs> you need people like them. They gotta talk shit to you. Somebody gotta put the battery in your back. <laughs> shit, that's all good, man. But like I said, you know, just just to kind of break the ice, um, and like I said, we definitely appreciate you being here. Um, real quick, I guess we can transition. Um, I know you wanted to bring the topic of uh the state of dating between men and women, so. Um, if you want to introduce that and we can kind of dive into it, what you got for us in regards to it. So like for me, I'm, I'm really into relationship building where like really just coming from the start of relationships in general with talking, meeting people, things like that. Um, I do just like you named out a lot of things that I do as far as like comedy, things like that. I do hosting and all that stuff too. And we did this. I don't know if you, well, you might know Lance LG Burner. He do a lot uh, of parties. He's done a lot of parties at Elizabeth City, different things like yeah, that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. He did a day party recently and he had hard truth at the day party where mm-hmm. we set up we uh and we had just different guests on people come throughout the party. And we asked quite like dating questions and things like that. So we would like ask like what type of person you like, what type of man you looking for, what type of woman you looking for. And it's different when you ask them in person. We see what people see on social media. Yeah, different podcasts so, and things like that. Everybody know all of the all of the date and shit. What somebody's supposed to do and the stuff women's supposed to say and all of that. I believe social media has kind of tainted what dating is, what dating looks like, what relationship looks like. So I guess my question to, to start it off is, what do you think is wrong with the dating pool in 2023? You got piss in it. <laughs> that's, a, that's a common thing that I need, I need to break down. He <laughs> got it got piss in it. <laughs> what you, what you mean? And I mean, you know, I, so it, everybody has this 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 crazy like like you were saying earlier. Everybody has this crazy idea of what they think dating is. And to me personally, I feel like a lot of it is just unrealistic thoughts like this is what I, I i want my man to be but this man he gotta be this 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 and this but nine times out of ten you're not gonna get that and that's the same way from a man's perspective as well you want your woman to be be slim thick cook clean shut up none of this a boss but don't go out the house don't wear this yada 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 but you also don't have the same that same uh what, what are we looking for that that compromise bone in mm-hmm. your body to be what she right. needs and so everybody has this expectation of what they want, but they don't know how to compromise themselves, you know. So they don't know how to be that for somebody else. So they got pissing it. Everybody pissing on each other right now, bro. This shit it's, is it's, it's ugly. Everybody else got to take on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, for me, I just think it's like you said, it's really social media driven. So people get these expectations of what they want based off the shit they see on Instagram or TikTok or Facebook or whatever, whatever. 
and it's like it's not realistic like a relationship should be two people willing to compromise and sacrifice to make the happiness equal amongst the both of them and a lot of people just aren't willing to do that they have unrealistic expectations um i feel like the the hot girl summer bad bitch era is like really out of control right now it's as far as it's rough man like because I, I feel like the world we live in i feel like the the men our age now are more willing to compromise and sacrifice in a sense like i know the people i i talk to i associate with they're more willing to like settle down and be in that one one relationship and and chill and you know be content with that but a lot of these women our age are like nah fuck that tap this link in the bio i got this only fan <laughs> popping like <laughs> hey, everybody got a link <laughs> but everybody got a link man it's nah, crazy man. but it's just it's just it's, it's it's the unwillingness to sacrifice i feel like is what's damaging relationships on both sides because you know men we could be we could be a piece of work as well but you got to be willing to sacrifice if you really want to have a solid foundation in a relationship for sure for sure i think um i definitely agree with the with the social media aspect uh because i feel like i feel like a lot of people um like listen to like podcasts or just people in general to try to tell them what they should what they need to do in a relationship what they should do what they should look for things of that nature as opposed to just actually being in a relationship because everybody's relationship is different so you can't base uh, you can't base your relationship or you know this that and the third off of what one person is saying because that's not the same for every relationship you actually got to be in it figure it out you know talk to this person learn this person things of that nature um so i think i think that's that's one of the biggest flaws um just like it's like y'all like y'all said going back to the social media aspect just paying more attention to unrealistic shit up there as opposed to just living in your own your own household relationship whatever y'all got going yeah it's weird to me man like people don't understand like on Instagram, you could be whoever you want to be. Like, mm-hmm. if I'm taking exactly. pictures in front of Bentleys, BMWs, and Mercedes every day, I could paint the picture that I got it going on. And yeah, it's the it's same thing people. Thing. Yeah, it's the same thing <laughs> people do with their relationships. Like, you know what I mean? Like, all the time I'm at the dealership. Right, right. They done told me my credit score is ridiculous. <laughs> Right, whole time I can't even test drive shit. I'm I just can't even test drive. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even want to take my ID. I can't even push the start out this motherfucker. But hey, you know what I mean? Hey, being in Charlotte, you can definitely pull up to the Lamborghini uh, dealership on Independence. <laughs> I, I swear to, I swear for you can. by itself somewhere. You take a picture. Nah, that's a well, I'm just why you just walking by on the sidewalk. Oh shit! Let, let me, me get this real quick. Yeah, let me get this real quick. Seeing a Lamborghini, a seeing a Lamborghini truck now ain't shit. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you can see one of them and just take a picture. Somebody think you got it. To be honest with you, if you got three hundred dollars, you need to go rent one. Boom! Toro, Toro going crazy. <laughs> yeah, Toro blowing up. Toro going crazy. This girl in our neighborhood do Toro. Mm-hmm. Like damn. But I mean, even with all that said, I do agree. I do agree with you guys. I think one of the biggest points in social media dating advice 
that people still affected by is when Kevin Samuels blew the fuck up. <laughs> when Kevin Samuels took <laughs> on one, it 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 created a bunch of conversations that needed to be talked about mm-hmm. because there wasn't a lot of men that even cared to go that far into women's stuff as far yeah. as the saying. But so many people forget the stuff he said to the men when they were on his show too. Mm-hmm. They yeah. forget when he was talking to that fat dude that was like 5'2 yeah. or 5'4, <laughs> something like that, that was making $20 on the check. They forget <laughs> that clip. Yeah. And a lot of people just got so pissed and say, oh, you always in women business. You talking about they forgot the first viral clip he had, he was talking crazy to another dude. Yeah. His ass to shreds, too. They, they exactly. <laughs> he like asked dude, do you, he was like, Do you got a big dick or not? And my man said, What you mean? What you mean, what you mean? You know you know if you bagging or not, mother. Exactly. People people forget that clip. But you know if you can put some work in or not, bro. Yeah. The thing is, people also forgot that Kevin Samuels was an image consultant. Mm -hmm. He didn't have nothing to do with relationships. Right. He was here to tell you how you're supposed to look, what you're supposed Mm -hmm. to drive, what kind of money you're supposed to make to get a certain type of person. But then everybody wanted to be famous, so they called this show. Mm-hmm. Once mm-hmm. you get one dude, it ain't too many dudes that's following up calling you. <laughs> but we know women gonna call and they think they can be the one to take them down. Yep. And that's, that's where they failed at. They failed they every time. Hey. Down, boy. You, you, they failed at that because they thought he was gonna back off because it was women calling. The nigga doubled down. The the funniest one to me is when he told old girl she built like Barry Sanders. Man, look. When he told that girl she need to be hitting the two gap. He can hit the eight gap like a motherfucker. I was was like, oh yeah, he's about to go crazy. And he did it. And people kept listening to that shit. Now it's a bunch of women talking about all this dumb stuff that need to come with men because they were told over the last four, five months that this is what you need to be. And they 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 got fucked up. <laughs> they, they got fucked up. <laughs> it wasn't a good idea to keep doing that. Yeah. yeah. So I think even my next question on top of that is a, it's a hard turn, but even with relationships, what percentage of a relationship is solely sex? Mm. What percentage Solely of the relationship sex? do you think is sex? Like, what percentage of what percentage of the relationship takes up sex? If y'all in house together, in house pussy is the hardest pussy to obtain. I'm gonna tell you <laughs> that right now. Five percent. <laughs> so, so if you in house with your with your partner, hey, I'm, gonna say, <laughs> I'm gonna say it's like a solid. Uh, I give it a good twenty percent. Can I can, can I just say something really quick off topic? Hey, just just <laughs> piggybacking off what just piggybacking off what Tucci said. I don't know where this misconception came from of motherfuckers telling me and and possibly others that in house pussy is is you're gonna always get it. It's always gonna yeah. be there for you. It is not like that's one of the person moving not. in. And shit. You work harder. You work harder. <laughs> And you got to make sure shit is lined the fuck up the right way. <laughs> Otherwise, maybe not tonight. Hey, you throw a kid in there. What? 
Man, look, you got to be on your best behavior. You got to do you got to do extra shit just to get what's already here. Like, you can cancel. And then when you get some extra shit, it's 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 just a whole nother world. You be like, damn. I must have been good this week. <laughs> I was on my best behavior. <laughs> what did I do? Today, boy. I'm going to replicate this shit. I'm going to replicate this shit. What did I do, bro? Bro. Famous, what you, what you think? I mean, shit. I, I agree with Tucci, bro. I mean, I ain't really got much to add on. Like, yeah, it's the hardest to obtain, man. Then, yeah, like you're not going your relationship with it all being about sex because once once oh, you yeah, get no, into no. your relationship, bro, you're gonna stop. You're gonna have to figure out what else can you do. Yes, you know what else yeah. is there to this? That relationship is practice, bro. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I definitely. Yeah, I, so I don't believe that it's the it's the hardest. I do believe it takes the most work. <laughs> I do believe it takes the most. It's really just more so of like if you do what you said you was gonna do, you get it. <laughs> if you don't, you don't. Being single, you kind of don't gotta live up to that shit. Like you said, you can walk by, go take a picture of a car, shorty in your DM. You can flash three hundred dollars, shorty trying to hit right now because she thinks she's gonna get some. It's and I think that the reason why I asked that is because it is a lot of men that base having the relationship on if the pussy good or not mm-hmm. is the head good or not and they don't realize bro when you get in a relationship you really ain't having sex like how you think you about to have sex dog <laughs> what else can like you said what else can you do mm-hmm. can you listen okay. to them conversations mm-hmm. <laughs> for hours can you engage with something that you don't normally do I've watched more real housewives Shows that I wanted to watch, and I ended up at the end of the day being being entertained by it. I never gave it a shot until now, but it's like you got to do stuff outside of you. And people, a lot of people, just think, "Hey, I'm gonna come in and drop some dick on her, and we gonna get married, and I'm gonna be able to get it when I want to." That should come with stuff, bro. You gotta sacrifice that nut. Go ahead, sacrifice that nut. Hey, real been, real bro. life be happening, bro. Real, real life, life is, that's a fact. Real just because she happening. fuck you good don't mean that's that don't mean hey that but that's that's also what I'm getting to too. A lot of cause a lot of dudes a wife a chick because she gave him some good sex, gave him a good head. Hey dog, that that probably ain't the person, bro. Cause once you realize she don't do nothing else. It's, it's tough, boy. It's tough. Like, and I don't believe be like, it's, it's just on a woman to cook. It's just on a woman to clean. But a woman that got that capability to do it. What? That's different. It's a blessing. That's a blessing. It's Especially a blessing. when she cares if you eat. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Blessing. It's a bunch of women out here got good coochie. They don't give a damn if you eat, though. <laughs> they want you to eat coochie. That's about it. So with no nutritional value, they want you to do that. <laughs> but she don't give a damn about cooking. She gonna look at you crazy, like what you buying or what you cooking. You getting DoorDash? You get Uber Eats? You gonna realize, boy, you done got yourself stuck in some shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that you hard to get up. You, you, cause you, hey, cause the thing is, you don't want to give up that pussy now. Yeah, you I'm know? trying, bro. 
It's hard. Yeah, it'd be hard. I'm, it's hard. You be like, ah, you ain't got the fans. Yeah. Now, I, I feel you on that. Uh, you say you started watching uh, the Real Housewives and all that shit. Because I ain't gonna lie, low key, uh, my my lady, she be uh, watching the damn Jocelyn Hernandez and and the Zeus Network and shit. Yeah, and I, I be on the game, but I, I low key be tuned in a little bit, just a little bit. Exactly, bro. <laughs> I, I ain't even gonna I'm telling you that it happens, but, and it happened over time. She mm-hmm. watching you. I ain't watching that shit. She keep watching it, and you. <laughs> yeah, you, you peek shit. over a little bit, then you like it. It all starts with a peek. Once you peek, it's a wrap, bro. Oh, that, that's that's what got me on uh thousand pound sisters. I don't be watching it, but boy, when I tune in, every time I tune in, that shit interesting. Right. I always catch the good parts. So I think the, the last question I would have for what I was talking about, because there's a this is a group of men that I believe can have conversations like this. This is a group of men who I believe are mature enough to be able to talk like this. I believe there's nothing we can do for the for the women's side of a relationship. There's really nothing, because we don't know what it's like to be a woman. And women, bro, women is a, in my eyes, women are aliens, though. You ain't gonna <laughs> never figure them out. They got hormone stuff that you ain't gonna never know about. You can never know what it feels like to be pregnant. None of that shit. What do you feel like men could do different in this day and age to make relationships better? I believe there's a thing on us that we have to do to change how this goes and be more like be better leaders and things like that. But what are your ideas on what men could do to be to make better relationships? I can tell you what worked for me. What's that? Um, you know, I, I turn my ears on. That's a good one. I turn my ears on because, and, and what I mean is, I, I, you know, you know, we can listen, you know, but mm-hmm. but are you actually hearing her? Yeah. And so you can listen to see to hear what she's saying. You know, sometimes it may sound like you know, wah, 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 wah. you know, it, sometimes it does, but yeah, you 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 have to when you're listening, you know, you have to be able to filter out what. You know what that important thing is so are you actually hearing her and she's gonna tell you everything that she needs right yeah and after she's telling you everything that she needs are you able to uh, adapt yourself not you know I, you know people don't like to be changed you know say I, I ain't changing for nothing but you have to you know you have to be able to adapt to your surroundings that's how you survive yeah. and relationship is for survival of the fittest so can you adapt to what she needs and be that for her. She may she don't need you to build a house. Y'all can just make money and go buy one. But can you adapt to what she really needs? You know, you know the type of care that she needs. And yeah. that's what worked for me. Now she's smitten with a nigga. Come on now, you got to have a smitten. If she ain't smitten, <laughs> leave that little. <laughs> now she's smitten with a nigga. I'm smitten back, but now she's smitten with a nigga. Yeah, because I was able to hear her through all through all the noise, through all the bullshit. I was able to hear what she needed, and I feel like that I was able to adapt. I'm still adapting shit. You know, the, the same person she is today ain't gonna be who she gonna be in five years. So it still right. worked, but but that's you know to me that's the beauty of the whole thing. Yeah, nah, that's dope. All right, who next? <laughs> uh, I go next. Um, yeah, I think I think listening is like one of the key key factors. Being able to actually listen, hear, 
And I feel like also sticking to your word as a man. Like if you put your mouth on something that you said you was gonna do, then you need to follow up on that. And if you can't, you need to communicate on why you can't do X, Y, and Z. Um, communication and listening, I feel like is what we can, as men, do on our part to make the relationship uh, as powerful as it can be, right. to be honest. So I agree. Um, I agree that communication is definitely always key. Um, and it's, it's just like y'all said, us being to communicate, but also us being able to to listen and understand. Um, I think uh, for me, I would say I would say compromise is a big thing. Um, yeah. I mean, but at the same time, that that also goes back to to listening and, and engaging in and implementing. Um, like Tucci said, standing on your word and whatnot. Um, but compromise, I mean, like we said before, compromise and and, and sacrifice uh, is going to be big because we can't, we can't, we, we have to understand that if we're going to be honest, times are different. So it's not, it's, it's, it's different. It's more empowering for women. Um, they have more opportunities and whatnot to whether we're talking about financially um employment whatever whatever the case may be so we have to be understanding in the fact that we can we can be head of household but at the same time we can't it's not like a like a dictatorship or whatever it's not like this is what i say this is how it goes you know things of that nature it's at the end of the day it's a partnership you know it's king and queen so Uh you got to be able to compromise sacrifice listen you know all that good stuff so that's what I feel in regards to that. Nah, yeah, definitely. All of those, all of those is great things, man. And somebody gonna hear this and, and really take something out of all of that. My thing, I hope so. My thing that I struggle with still, and it's it's something where I'm fighting this. Realizing that you can't fix everything, and she don't mm-hmm. want you to. Mm-hmm. Sometimes she is just talking just to get it out. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm a fixer. I know that about me. I'm a fixer. If you say something is a problem, I'm going immediately, how do we fix this? A lot of times she don't even want that. She just wanted to tell you what the problem was and that was it. But like you said, oh, turning your ears on, listening. She'll tell you in that somewhere that she don't want you to fix it. You just got to be able to filter out the other stuff and hear that. But being able to move like that, like you said, being able to adapt, always being able to communicate also. I got to tell you, hey, you telling me stuff, I'm going to want to fix it. She'll then change and come to you a certain way and say, babe, I don't need you to do nothing, but I do want to let you know this is how I'm feeling. This is what happened today, such and such. Like those, that, those are really like some key things that we can do on our end, bro. Communication. That, that's definitely some dope stuff. You gotta, you gotta let her know, like you said. Let her know, like, hey, if you come to me with this problem, you know I'm gonna want to yeah. fix it. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> like you said, now she'll change her presentation next time she brings an issue she has to you. And yeah. that's the communication part of it, you gotta talk. Is that that's that word? You gotta talk. It, put in that word. Good yeah. word. I feel like that. I think we just had a problem last week with somebody. My thing was, hey, slap the shit out of. Her. <laughs> that, that's, that's simple. Slap. <laughs> she didn't even want that. She just wanted to get it out. Like, hey, my man. 
I'm already ready to fight her husband and shit too. But she didn't need that. She just wanted to vent. So I'm like, all right, let me chill. Let me. <laughs> but sometimes backfire where I, I go to try to fix something and then she get upset because she might feel like she can't voice her opinion or something like that because I'm trying to fix it. But yeah. those are those are definitely tips that I feel like can help, man. Yeah. 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 I mean, and that that'd be our goal, man. A lot of stuff that we talk about, we 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 want people to retain this information you know we're not uh, obviously not out here trying to be like you know relationship gurus and this that and the third or you know acting like that we know it all and seen it all and this and whatnot but you know we be trying to drop some gems in this motherfucker man man yeah they give they you learn something give it to somebody else man somebody can use it we only That's we only got, speak bro. on our own experiences you know what i mean we never as you should <laughs> we never try to like famous said, like tell somebody what they need to do. We always speak from our perspective of what we've been through ourselves and what worked for us. Yeah. So maybe you can so maybe you can yeah. go home and try it and see if that works. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm gonna tell you like my mom told me. She said, Now, I ain't trying to tell you what to do, but if I was you, I would do a little bit like this. Yeah. Yeah. And another, I also believe if you have a woman around you, like outside of your girl, your wife, fiance, whatever, ask her questions. Because ain't no nigga can tell you how your woman go operate. Your nigga, your homeboy ain't never been a woman. Mm-hmm. Hell no. Oh. Y'all the same oh. people. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Ask her. Some of her stuff might work, some of it might not. But I've gotten the best information for some of my homegirls as far as like how to move. Cause I'll just go ask, hey, bro, was I wrong for being upset with her about this? Well, how was she such a said? They, then they'll tell me the whole, well, she's just emotional right now and you gotta listen. And I'm like, bro, but she coming to me with some shit. Like, <laughs> you bro, gotta talk actually- okay, cool. They'll ask you questions about the situation that you didn't even think of. Like you ain't even, even thought of it. I wasn't even thinking about how she felt about X, Y, Z. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, bro. Definitely, if you got a mom that's close, ask her. Mom's is good. Mom is good. Ask her, especially if she liked the girl. If she don't like her, mm-hmm. don't ask. Her. <laughs> right, because she gonna tell, yeah. you, tell her. Yeah, the yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to sabotage that shit. I don't know why you with that bitch. Yeah, <laughs> You done got the bitch pregnant, now you stuck with the bitch. I told you to leave her alone. All right, the fuck you want me to do? Exactly. I told you not to be with that little fast ass ever. Crazy, bro. But nah, it's definitely a good conversation, bro. Appreciate you uh, bringing the topic. Um, So yeah, I mean, like like we said before, you know, we're not experts. We just having conversations. Uh, like the boys said, we 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 telling y'all what worked for us, uh, what may not work. It's up to you to implement, figure it out on your own. At the end of the day, definitely. Uh, moving on, moving on to uh, to the next topic. And the reason why I wanted to bring this topic is one, um, I obviously saw the clip on uh, social media, but another reason is because I feel like it's something that we low key kind of brought up uh, when we were talking about. We were talking about what Bow Wow said as far as uh, his comments on hip hop not charting uh, this year and whatnot, or something along the lines of that. Um, so I wanted to kind of dive into it um, a little bit deeper. So uh, I'm gonna play this clip and then we'll kind of we'll kind of um, dissect it from there. Pay the 
rap about that stuff. They actually pay us more when we rap about more ignorant stuff. So I make sure I even align and come up and talk on stages like this. Man, I was flooded with millions of dollars from the time I was 16. And I woke up one morning and I was like, damn, they got me. Man, look at the shit I spoke about. Look at the shit I put in these people's ears. Man, I feel very wrong about a lot of things. How many lives I actually am responsible for when it comes to my music? How many kids and people have gotten in the car or put this shit in their ears and actually went hurt someone? And now I'm sitting back like, damn. It's weird. I've been having these weird feelings lately, and that's kind of why I didn't want to do this song, Shake It, or like any drill songs, because it's like these songs are activating like these demons that i killed i don't want to be that girl anymore like i just want to be a mother you know what i'm saying like i don't want to be that old cardi anymore i want to be a city girl she ain't gonna be no city girl <laughs> so summer ain't allowed to be no city girl mm -mm. no <laughs> i want her raised totally different like you know i don't even want her to eat a see the light of day like that. Like, I really want her to just be like, you know, like level-headed, a schoolgirl, and just on a whole nother way. So, um, so yeah, so that's the clip. Um, you know, first of all, um, you know, shout out to 50 Years of Hip Hop, of course. Um, but like I said, another, and another reason why I wanted to bring this topic up is because along with, you know, the, the type of music that we're hearing, especially mainstream, um, one of the reasons that I had said that we're hearing what we're hearing what's being put out is being put out it's not solely on said artists but it's also because of the execs and you know what they they feel is going to sell or what you know like just like i said just like a hidden agenda in regards to it so i just kind of wanted to get y'all thoughts y'all further thoughts on that um as far as like the underground agenda of hip-hop the execs and uh, things of that nature. I don't know who wants to dive into it first, but um, but yeah, the floor is open, man. I so even when you you sent me part of that clip, I don't know if I went and looked up some stuff just to kind of try to have some points to talk about. And I was like, yo, I don't even move like that to have some shit prepared. But <laughs> there was a clip that just came, and I forgot who it was, but he said he was talking about how the execs or the people that own these record labels, they also own prisons. Yeah, I've seen that too. It's a, it's literally a straight line. It makes sense. I make money. You put people in these in these prisons. I also make money if you make this kind of music to put them there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But they they know what they want to hear from us. But they also know what we consume. As far as black people, they know and and they also know that the white people are gonna pay money for it too. Oh yeah, definitely. They, they, the they want to be concert. a part of that life without being a part of that life. <clears throat> mm -hmm. yeah. It's 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 a great game plan as far as to make money, yeah. and it makes sense. But foolproof, we got the power to change it. The thing is, who's going to do it? We make we make what's cool cool as far as black mm -hmm. people. Definitely. Yeah. Now it got the only thing is it got to be somebody that can make a song that is talking about some positive stuff that is talking about something fun, happy things like that. That can make a song hot enough. For a young generation to compete with NBA young boy stuff. That's the that's the hard part. Yeah. 
can you make a song that can compete with that shit? And we and the thing is, you got to get the young generation, because honestly, once you hit thirty, you old in their eyes, and your opinion on music kind of don't matter no more. Yeah, especially now. <laughs> especially now, they come out say anything on a song. Right. My coochie paint, my booty hole brown. Come on now, <laughs> come on, bro. That shit catchy though. Ridiculous. That booty butt cheeks. But hey, look. Said, like she even said, <laughs> people that was in the studio was like, "Yeah, this shit here ain't gonna go." She was like, "Nah, it is. It's catchy. They they gonna like it." And what happens? Okay, they they love, love that they shit. Love you it, really don't gotta don't say much or nothing. <clears throat> you don't have to speak like you got a brain anymore. Nope. You just say that on music. Sugiani out here talking about eating niggas' ass and the shit. <laughs> Like, come on, man. That shit blew up. His ass. Come on, man. Now he want to switch. Now he just walking around switch. in white neighborhood saying this. <laughs> it's crazy, bro. It's like like Tucci said, bro. Like the other day, I was talking. And I was like, bro, like shit out here is sounding like it should be on the boondocks. Like it's sounding like some booty butt cheeks type shit. Like, <laughs> <Exactly>. bro. <laughs> I think like with the politics stuff, like how they had the Simpsons, Boondocks is that. Because yeah. we heard that stuff on the Boondocks, and now what's happening? They don't, they don't have to really rap about anything. I don't know if y'all seen the um the XXL uh, freestyle joint. Mm. I ain't seen no. that shit in the Young movie. dude, this I, thing, I, I, I dude, they're too rare. My man ain't talked about shit the entire rap. My man went for about 30 seconds and then just started dancing. Like he started doing a little hip shit. I'm like, yo. Hey. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting in the studio, bro. It's a, yeah, bro. I'm getting in the studio. Yo, I got to get in the booth. The, all you need is one. Yeah. I gotta get in the booth. And you don't even need a whole song. You just need a good 15 seconds for it to go on TikTok and blow up. Go on TikTok and that's the clip. Because even, I mean, just even uh, she's a comedian, that chick Angel. She made that song, uh, that one margarita, two margarita shit. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, like yeah. Forty something. <laughs> but she made the song because it's super catchy, and she got millions of views off of it. She don't even do music. Jesus Christ! All you need is one. It says some silly shit, but it sucks that you got to go that route. Because yeah, it's like yeah. the people that actually make real music and talk about something and can make real songs, they don't get shine because I don't need you. Mm-mm. Telling somebody they got some worth about themselves, so they are valuable. I don't need you telling them that. Mm-hmm. I need you to tell somebody they need to go crash out about some dumb shit, so somebody can come to jail. Mm-hmm. I think I think one of the problems with with hip hop uh, nowadays, as far as like you know, people having their their opinion on it um, and the downsides of it, is that hip hop and rap is more money driven now. Like I feel like I feel like back in the day, because back in the day it wasn't it wasn't real money in hip hop, which is why I know uh who was it, DJ Academics, he was talking about like the old niggas they ain't got, you know, they ain't got or they ain't have money like that when they was coming up in this, that, and the third. Um, because back in the days, they were more so focused on the actual craft of it, the substance and the message and shit like that. Nowadays, like you said, it's an agenda. You know, this is what we want you to say. You can say whatever the fuck you want. If it's catchy, we'll pay you for it. Exactly. I mean, like even back then, they they had more of a love for the actual craft of putting a verse together, putting a hook together. 
I, I saw something else too where they were talking. It was Killer Mike. He was talking about. He was talking with Vince Staples, I think, and they were just talking about mm -hmm. like how albums don't even flow anymore. You remember like when an out like you could get an album and the songs kind of yeah, and it, it a paint a picture. It was like a concept and everything. Now yeah. they just put songs <clears throat> on a on an album. That's it. Yeah. None of the songs go together. It ain't no interlude. It ain't no none mm, of no that. skits, no shit no like skits, that. No skits, no nothing. The, the next song doesn't go into the next song correctly. It don't have to. Nope. Just put a bunch of stuff out. Mostly focus on singles. You mm. put out a single, then you find another single, then you find another single, and then you just put some other crap on an album. And that's the album. Yep. About three or four singles and then 17 more songs of track. From the jump, man, it was taken from us. The actual artistry of the music, hip hop mm -hmm. and rap, was taken from us. You know what I mean? And they took advantage of we had the talent, but we didn't have the funds. We were broke. We were poor. We were in the projects. So these execs came, flashed some money in some people's faces like, hey, I could pay you X amount to come do this. We'll make you famous and get your family out there. They took advantage of these our people's circumstances, our situations, and now they have control over the shit. <laughs> like, it's nobody's business right now because that's mm -hmm. how it started. They flashed the money, took advantage of... And they still do it to this day. Look at NBA Youngboy growing up in Baton Rouge. He getting millions thrown in his face at 16. Like, yeah. who's not Who's not going to jump at that at 16? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Growing up in Baton Rouge. You know what I mean? You he can is, hear his voice. Like, he sound like he's gone, dog. Like, yeah, look, that's what I'm saying. And that's, 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 what they, that's what they do. That's what they do. They take advantage and flash that money because they got it. And now it's a revolving door. It's a cycle. It's a cycle. Hey, real quick, the only reason I'm, I'm cheesing the shit because Trey ass over here, bro, sound just <laughs> like this nigga young boy. <laughs> Man, no. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> no. He did that shit the other day, bro. <laughs> he did that shit the other day and sounded just like this nigga. <laughs> bro, that's that pain, man. That's that pain. Yeah, yeah, that pain in his voice, basically. That pain, pain, son. Man. Yes, man. Uh, but it's crazy, bro. Like, and you can understand where his pain comes from because being in Baton Rouge and then being 16, getting all that money, still going through all the legal troubles and stuff that he's been going through. It's to, and then to be like, had that, had that, that epiphany, that realization of like, damn, all this shit that I'm saying in my music is, is in somebody else that's probably 16, 15, and now they out here doing the same shit that I was doing that, that I don't even want to do no more. Yeah. Yep. It's a, I think, it's a domino I think a lot effect. People don't realize it's it's an unwanted responsibility, but yet you got put on the platform, so you have a responsibility to be a role model, whether you wanted to or not. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. If you're getting all the people to listen to you, you have a responsibility. It comes I can, territory. But we can walk outside and we can see a bunch of young niggas right now dressed just like NBA young boy with a hoodie on and 105 degree weather. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, rocking, rocking the shades. And then with a whole mask on, heat, dog. It's too hot. <clears throat> I'm not right about you, dog. <laughs> you know they I was turned trust, up during COVID, boy. They were loving it. Oh, no shit. young nigga under 25. <laughs> with a shiesty head. I don't trust no young dude under 25, bro. I talk to you. I'm not messing with dude. Yes, boy, you got it. Whatever it is, yeah. Whatever. I'm going home. <laughs> I swear to God. I got I'm going family. home. 
I got a family to take care of. You niggas is crazy. Yeah, you <laughs> niggas. Is, I'm not <laughs> no, man. It, just, it ain't the same, like, just being out here no more like that. Because niggas really running around reckless, and you hear what they listen to. It's hard to say that it ain't music that's making them do it. Like, we can make the argument, like, well, it ain't the music. They just raise different, or they, they get passes for doing something. It's hard to, when this nigga's talking about just riding around shooting niggas. And then these young niggas ride around shooting niggas. Exactly. That's that's the only influence. You know what I mean, when they don't have uh, a proper proper guidance at home, you know what I mean? It's, that, it's going to happen like that. Yeah, that music. And, and, and they looking at NBA Youngboy like, yo, shit. It worked for him. I'm trying to get I'm trying to get money in my pockets. I'm gonna do the same shit. Exactly. Or they, they listen to it like this is what I gotta go through to get where he at. To get exactly and you just exactly. you just putting yourselves in unnecessary situations. Now you you out here trying to look for an op and shit. Just so you yeah, like just make one up. <laughs> make one up. Y'all, y'all have a simple disagreement. Now all of a sudden he op. Now you're trying to pull up on him and shit. Yeah. <laughs> now he a body on a song. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, no, like, like, why you? How do you think it gets so reckless over that about it? Like, just that fast is what I understand. But I think that goes back to you know checking in with your checking in with younger siblings. I think that's a a job on black men that just ain't in that world either to kind of reach back to try to talk to them. Like I know, bro, it's hard. It's hard to kind of get them, but I believe in meeting the way they at. If you meet them where they at, you take interest in something they like, you can find that that little kid that's in there. It's just knowing about knowing how to do it. It's tough to go tell this young nigga, hey, stop doing such and such, and you don't give him another route. So as a man, like come with a solution too. For another for another young kid that you used to be, be pretty much be who you needed growing up in a way. Come with a solution. If he going like he's going crazy, find something he like to do. It might be gaming. It might be something with tech. It might be something as he might know how to write songs and you can show him a different way of writing this stuff. But they need help some kind of way, bro. Because music ain't going to do it right now. And we can't rely <laughs> on music to do it. Hell no. Hell no. Hell no. And to be honest, I don't know. I don't know who got it worse, the guys or the girls. Cause exactly, God damn, Bro, it's, it's, it's all bad. It's the all girls, bad. It's, it's neck and neck right now. Yeah, it's a two piece combo, bro. I ain't gonna lie to you. Bang bang, Popeyes. It's getting ugly. It's getting. I mean, because and and I think they doing a lot of glorifying the girls that come from them situations, and they look like it for real. Like Sexy yeah. Red look like she still on the she block. Been, yeah, yeah, she she been she, through that. She, she been from the still trenches. on the block. She from the yeah. trenches. You know what I'm saying? Her skin don't look clean. It <laughs> 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 just look dingy. Like she look like she got something on her right now. Yeah. No? <laughs> I, I about to say we we recently seen some seen more than that. But man, look. I swear to God, but it look like you could just peel a layer of her skin off, and it might be something you beautiful in front of her. You saw you, you saw Buddy was trying to peel something in that little flick. Hey, hey, <laughs> chill out, chill out. Hey, man, watch out, dude. Ah. Yeah. Watch out, dude. 
Yeah. 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 Get to a point where you gotta detox off certain type of music, bro. Shit out of hand. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah give, me, give, me, give me about two days of some R and B or some old school. <laughs> then I'll be back to this real thing. shit. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but think, think about it though. Like even when we was growing up, we had our song that had it in it, but it still just didn't seem like it was that crazy. Like it just was. It didn't go all the way. It, just, it wasn't all of it. All the time, yeah. It wasn't like we had an era where R and B took over. Yeah, completely. Like where R, it was it was gangster niggas having to get on R and B people's songs to blow up. Mm -hmm. And then a a rapper had to put an R and B person on their song. Yeah, or vice versa. It ain't going like that no more. They don't even need a hook, a a bridge, none of that. <laughs> I'm shooting all you niggas. <laughs> the whole song. The whole song. I'm killing niggas. They want to somebody to get me pissed off. You got, got a new shit. generation of mass murderers, bro. Because <laughs> where's all these bodies coming from? Where, how many people are in your city that you didn't kill, bro? Jesus Christ. Get him off the streets. 
Like he he talking about free the homie. No, leave that nigga in jail. Yeah, leave he right. leave him there, bro. He need to be free, there. Free him for what? <laughs> Niggas like make you, four y'all, five y'all saw albums. Y'all Melly like that case? And yeah. I think he needs to be in jail, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Melly coming home, baby. Never man. That nigga coming home, baby. Just from his facial expressions alone, he looked like a killer. Thank you, bro. Now, now, I, now I what I will say, way, though. what, what I will say, that, like? that Melly does look like him. <laughs> <laughs> he look, he look a little deranged, bro. Why do you look all a little sinister? A little sinister, man. That boy got some shit with him. All right? you know it's a demon inside of that bed. Mass destruction, bro. He got an evil plan that he cooking up. Hey, <laughs> as soon as his ass touch freedom, hey. oh, what the fuck about to happen? Hey, he trying to he trying to poison the water supply for the town people. <laughs> <laughs> they look like Bojo, Jojo. Jo. <laughs> hey, I'm telling you, bro. Something wrong. Oh, jo, jo. <laughs> Music weird now, though, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy out here, man. For real. <laughs> Shit, but um. But yeah, real quick. Uh, last topic, real, we we gonna we gonna knock this one out real quick, just to kind of comment on a couple things. Uh, last night, UFC two ninety two, uh, mm. O'Malley versus Sterling. Um, yeah, man. Shout out to uh, shout out to O'Malley, bro. Gave him a good gave him a good counter punch. Then then knocked his ass out. Now I will say I will say I I don't I don't think they necessarily needed to stop the fight. But either way, he caught him with a good one, like. Is is no denying that, like Cuz definitely got caught. Um, I know I the boys have never tried to stand the bang with him for so long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He should have been. He should have been trying to wrestle. The yeah, show. The fuck his his plan was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he could. I don't know if he just couldn't get the proper range to pull a takedown or something. But he should never try to stand that long with that man. Yeah, nah, bro, bro, like that on the hands. Oh yeah. say he's so small. Like he's they, that kid's got some power, yeah. boy. <laughs> yeah, found out. He got some hey, power. Boy, he found that quick. You see the way his, <laughs> hit, his face out. hit the cave, the canvas, bro. That nigga <laughs> face plant. He seen that shit coming and couldn't do shit about it, bro. All he all he could do was close his eyes, bro. That's it. Yeah, that was his prayer time. Shit. Lord, bring me back. <laughs> He's like, maybe if I close my eyes, I can take it. Right, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> he, he knew he fucked up as soon as he fucking whiffed at him. Fuck. Bro. Shit. And that face out there now. Bro, yep. tore his shit off. That shit yeah, is crazy. He had his head bouncing off the canvas like a basketball. That bitch dribbling his ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. Now, I know. I'm going to your hands after something like that. Not me. I'm not, con- I'm not <laughs> congratulating you. Never, you knocked me out, bro. Yeah, nah, go get the strap. Yeah, <laughs> hey, nah, nah, I nah, got an op now, guys. Now we are. We are. Now, now, now we are. Now you are. You are op now, nigga. Ain't no way in hell, bro. We ops now. That's the reason. Bitches? In front of the bitches? You just knocked me in front of the bitches? Yeah, no. No, you get knocked out in front of women, though. It's different. Bruh, what? It's different. What question? No, hold on. this I'll, this might this on top because it's about fighting. 
But would you rather would you rather get knocked out or would you rather get open hand slap? Mm. I feel like getting an open hand slap is more disrespectful. <laughs> You don't I mean, but at me least at, at you, least you if you even... get open hand slap, you can you can come back from it. Like <laughs> you get open hand slap, you can at least attempt to slap the nigga back or fight or whatever. You get knocked <laughs> out. That's it. Like you can't. But he had the he had the he had the nerve to actually open hand slap, <laughs> slap me. Like he thought about like, it. Like if I got knocked it. out, that probably means we was already boxing and he just caught me one. I owe you yeah. one. You know what I'm saying? Said, like, nah, I'm leaving my hand open. I'm gonna put my hand in slap your face. The, the dog shit out of me. You're not gonna yeah. rock me and then and then walk. Right? hell no that's more disrespectful i'd rather we square up and then you just catch me with one and then i'm gone damn i lost you You gotta take you you can take that me as a man at all yeah knock me out don't you open here slap me we really gonna have a problem for real bro either you super mad at me or you don't respect me at all knock me out i'm just like yeah i lost to the better man today We both had our hands balled up and you got me. <laughs> Open hand <laughs> across the face there. That was like an even exchange, you know? Like, all right. Like power slap, I couldn't do it. I couldn't I couldn't participate in power slap. They disrespecting me. <laughs> Hell out of each other. This is bullshit. Yeah, and they ain't putting niggas to watch. sleep for real, bro. Yeah, they, <laughs> they put motherfuckers to sleep on that shit, bro. <laughs> hey, then you gotta just brace for it. You just Man, you gotta yeah, sit there and watch you, and you really, really, you can't even flinch. You're no, not no, even you can't. You just supposed to you flinch. They, they get another one. <laughs> oh, got three, man. four refs out there holding you up. I'm like, get your ass up, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 we got him. We got him. We got him. Motherfucker zombie stumbling and shit backwards. Get your legs up under you, man. God and damn. You, and your whole equilibrium <laughs> off, bro. <laughs> fucked up, bro. I seen one no, of them get. Sl- I seen. I seen one of them get slapped, fall down, and do a whole front flip, bro. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, bro. Yes, <laughs> yes, bro. bro. <laughs> My man, lower half was not working. So he ain't know where the fuck he was to a somersault, bro. Man. <laughs> yeah, man. What is going on, bro? No. Oh man, nah, nah, it's crazy, bro. Now I know Trey wanted to talk about uh, who is it, Jane Way Lee? Oh, oh, speaking of disrespect, <laughs> oh. <laughs> disrespect is on the menu. <laughs> this lady beat that woman ass, boy. <laughs> I just want to go over the stats real quick for those that didn't watch the fight last night or have looked at the stats. Total strikes: two hundred and ninety-six to twenty-nine. <laughs> Damn. Wei Li Zhang had 296 total strikes compared to Amanda Lemos's 29. She beat the dog shit out of that woman. Do you what not you, understand? She, hey, but but hey, here's another one. She broke the record, the strike record last night. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. She now. broke she broke the total strike record last night doing that, bro. Come on now. Hey, whooped her ass. Oh, another stat. Another stat. Zay Weiling. Oh, Weiling Zay, my apologies. She had uh, total control time on the ground for over 14 minutes of the fight. Amanda Lemos had none. Hold on. <laughs> hold, hold on. Time out. Time out. <laughs> How she had 14 minutes on the ground and get 297? <laughs> right. You were whooping her ass, <laughs> dog. No, 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 no,
if Matt was been over. I and, and and you know like and, and to Darnell's point, man, when you when you see these Brazilian fighters, you don't tend to bet against them because they can always pull something out of their ass. They can put you in a lock. They can put yeah. you in a hold, choke you, your throat gone. They can kick the shit out of you. They are very very good fighters. They're very very well trained. And in this fight, Amanda Lemos did attempt to pull something out of her ass. Right? She got her in the neck choke mm-hmm. from being on the bottom. Right? In the first round, and she had that bitch in tight. But this Wei Li Zhang person is very strong. <laughs> she was built for this. She this is a very sister. strong woman. She was molded right. by this shit. Oh, she was more calm and collected in the chokehold than she was it beating was the bitch up. I've <laughs> like, bro, that's ridiculous. I've watched a, I've watched. A few of, of Waylee Zane's fight. I've saw both the times she lost to uh, uh, Rose. I've saw. I've watched this lady fight, and I've never uh, seen her come in and do damage like that. Like she can, she can fight her ass off. She's very well trained. She's very strong, but she beat the dog shit out of that woman, and that was crazy to me. I, and I, I think, bro, that's the difference in UFC and in boxing. Because, like in UFC, you can take a loss. And still, like you know, have a great career, be seen as one of those top, top mm-hmm. ranked fighters. And boxing, mm-hmm. they make it seem like you can never lose. Cause like even with the Earl up. and with the Earl and Terrence Crawford fight, like they make it seem like Earl career just over. Oh yeah, he just fought a better fighter, bro. That's it. Uh, Terrence Crawford made that man look like an amateur out there, bro. Exactly. <laughs> Earl Spence was like, he had That's no business. That's another fight he should have took right now. <laughs> yeah, he had no business in that ring. <laughs> he was jabbing his ass fight. up. Like, that, mm-hmm. that should have been a, a better, like, he went on a motion to even take that fight. Mm-hmm. It was like, yeah, I'm like that. I'm back such and such. Yeah, I'm going to fight him. He shouldn't have done that. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Nobody he, he was like, hey, hey. That, He should have thought twice about that. <laughs> but it's now, like, People just saying like his his career is over. Now, personally, I think he should retire because of the car accidents, not because mm-hmm. of the fight. The car accident is what did it to me, and then the the ruptured uh, eye thing that he had going on. Yeah, mm-hmm. like bro, this enough though. You got money. You you should be good right now, bro. Like relax. I'm gonna tell you, you better listen to what Floyd said, bro. <laughs> going in there, sit down, man. Now just go ahead, bro. That's that's enough. Let boxing retire you, bro. Now I do I do wanna <laughs> I wanna I wanna try something real quick that I ain't done up here, but I'm gonna try it and hope that it'll work out because I'm looking at uh the UFC the stats and shit on ESPN and if if this go right, let me let me try something real quick. Give me a second. <laughs> Can y'all see that shit? Mm-mm. At a bottle no. of melee in the second round. O'Malley wins yeah. second round. Yeah, yeah, I see it at the bottom. Yeah. Can you can y'all see my screen? Mm-mm. No. Okay. Well, damn, that shit ain't working. All right, but nevertheless, um, nah, because because I'm looking at ESPN and they got like you know the stats and all that, but they got uh they got um Jane Wei Lee like you know she looked normal whatever, 
a man uh lamo she's red as a motherfucker <laughs> bro like oh yeah you talking about when they posted they post their body and shit like yeah, that yeah 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 like everywhere is red bro except <laughs> yes. she just got yes, beat bro. on dog. she got beat on bro and they weren't like they weren't like no soft strikes like she was going for the gust oh yeah 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 she was digging in her ass that, and the way she was, you can go to the ground, you can you can but choke hold, you can kick. USC different. <laughs> USC different, dog. You really get beat the fuck up in, yeah, in the like all over. <laughs> <laughs> People punching and kicking you in the thigh, dog. Like that's, that's a lot. Yeah. Be, hey, look, speaking of that, you know who else got did dirty? Uh damn uh this uh Magni versus Ian Gary. Oh Magni, he was kicking yeah. the fuck out of his hey. leg. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. His legs were goddamn boy, sort of pieces. <laughs> he, he, he turned that leg into silly putty. That is, <laughs> he, was, he was calf kicking the fuck out of him, boy. Everybody was talking so shit. Kicks I buddy was talking shit the whole time. Like, <laughs> you get two solid kicks to my cool. legs right now, dog. That's a wrap. Fight over. <laughs> Fight like, over. what are you doing, bro? Like, we not. <laughs> like, not what? what are we doing? We are normal people. <laughs> you kicking me in the calf. Fight me in the normal way. Yeah. Like, nah, well, I go get this chair. Yeah. <laughs> Listen here, that chair is the universal, is the universal weapon now. Bro, I'm looking, at, I'm looking at the stats of that one, and they got like you know the total strikes, head, body. They got the legs. He got 43 out of 43. <laughs> oh, damn! He don't know <laughs> how to check. Talk. He ain't checking his kick. He ain't checking check 43 out of 43 strikes. Yeah. The legs, bro. My man said, hey, "My man said, I'm gonna chop the tree." <laughs> the problem was he would not switch stances. No he matter, no, bro. no he matter. Kept his leg out there. He just kept yeah. his leg out there, and yeah, I'm like, leg. bro. After like the fifth one, switch, switch the fuck up, because you know what I'm saying. He just tagging your <laughs> shit right now. I mean, even five, out, bro. Jesus Christ! Even either, that shit either five or number fifteen, bro. Like, <laughs> all right, <laughs> bro. Forty three is a lot. 43 out of 43. 43 is a lot. And he hit all them bitches too. <laughs> Every them? single one of them. All, all of them. them? Yeah, that's ridiculous. And he, bro. That's ridiculous, bro. Bro. Bro, I couldn't ridiculous. have been in his corner. I'd have been chewing him the fuck out, bro. His leg got to have Move, nerve <laughs> Move your leg. <laughs> what the fuck bro. are you doing out there, bro? Move your leg. Go south. Every time bro, he man. would switch stances, he would only stay in that stance for a second and then switch back. Then here come another leg kick. What like what yeah, is going through your mind? Shit. Like, yeah, boy, boy. He probably I, couldn't I, stand on it. Uh yeah, I was about to say I hate to see how his leg feels today, boy. <laughs> he got he got some nerve damage. You couldn't stand on that leg. Good. In a wheelchair yeah. today. I'm pretty sure. It's probably swole the fuck up. He, yeah, he's Ooh. sitting in the ice tub right now. He got to be. Yeah. He was he was kicking that cat all night. Forty three out of forty three is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> forty three out of forty three is crazy. A hundred percent, cause like he's giving his leg crazy work. Hey, that ain't crazy, crazy work. work. Crazy work. <laughs> that ain't a record either. It <laughs> might be. I don't know. <laughs> it might be. I wouldn't be surprised. Somebody <laughs> needs to look that up. That sounds like a record, bro. <laughs> That's a lot of fucking leg kicks, bro. <laughs> 43 out of 43. On the same leg. leg. It's on the same leg, man. <laughs> and it wasn't no baby kicks. Like. They were some real kicks. Like, yeah, yeah it was, it was, it was, it was, well, it sounded like, like he was whipping the back of a slave, boy. 
appreciate you bro um if you want to real quick before we uh do promo and all that if you want to plug yourself in um you know anything that you got going on coming up uh whatever the case you got the floor bro thank you appreciate it, man once again i appreciate y'all having me bro um dope conversation y'all definitely doing doing something dope man keep going do not stop what y'all are doing even if you get tired hey you ain't got everybody here still shoot something because mm-hmm. i like for consistency is definitely key when it comes to podcasting, bro, For don't sure. worry about equipment. Don't worry about lighting. Don't worry about what you don't have. Do with what you've got. People going to come. But I appreciate it, though, man. But for me, you can follow me on uh, Instagram, Arlington Scott first. That's one ST at the end. Um, it's usually my workout stuff up there as far as the boxing. If you in Charlotte, definitely come get with us in the boxing, burn pit boxing and the burn pit. Um, we do personal training. We do. We start with mental work first. As far as like finding out your why, understanding why you want to work out, what has you here, things like that. And then we build up from there. We don't just start you off with no crazy workout, have you sore, like you got kicked in the leg 43 times off the next day. But we try to build you up to get you, because we want you to enjoy the workout so you keep working out. Fitness is a lifestyle. It's not something you come do when you say, hey, I'm going on a trip next month, I need to lose 40 pounds. It's really a lifestyle. So we want you to come do that. Um, hard truth. We working on a lot of stuff behind the scenes. We ain't putting nothing out right now. We're just trying to make sure we got every everything going. Because I've been doing podcasting now for about four years, three years, four years, something like that. Um, we rushed a lot of stuff before. We just kind of taking our time now, getting with the right people, getting our visuals and stuff together, getting sound and stuff together. Um, but we definitely still going to be doing stuff with that. November 18th, if you're in Charlotte and you like day parties, Pull up the Dope Brunch Day Party Part 2. We did the first one a couple months ago. But Hard Truth will be there too, you know, asking questions, just shooting the shit, having fun. We definitely wouldn't mind y'all boys coming and talking with us while we're there too. Um, but definitely get, it's all, it's ticket only. Um, but get your tickets, come out to a Dope Day Party, man. Uh, hosted by LG Bernie and TJ Leap. Y'all can go on their Instagrams. They spell just like it sound too. Just go get tickets, stuff like that. And pull up on us, man. For sure, for sure, man. Well, yeah, like I said, uh, appreciate you pulling up. Um, definitely probably going to have you back. Uh, we're going to try to get BK up here, too. So, Hey, um, be prepared for BK, I'm telling you, dog. <laughs> hey, hey, look, we we, we ready, bro. Yeah, you're funny. We ready, man. But nevertheless, uh, definitely appreciate you, man. Appreciate the time and, and uh, the support and everything, bro. Yeah, man, anytime. Uh, y'all, whatever y'all need me to do. The promo and stuff like that, just let me know. I got you, dog. Also, follow Hard Truth under uh, follow Hard Truth at Hard Truth. I think it's Hard Truth Four now. So yeah, for sure. No, man. Hard Truth One. That's what it is. Hard Truth One. Hard Truth. I'm trying one. to get it together. <laughs> yeah, call it call it Hard Truth Forty Three. Yeah, something. <laughs> Forty. <laughs> hard Truth One Hundred Percent. 
Shit. But nevertheless, man, on that note, man, you already know this podcast is sponsored in part by the famous brand Get Your Dip, Buffalo Chicken Dip, Shrimp and Crab Dip, Philly Cheese Steak Dip, Cajun Jambalaya Dip. You can find me, hit me up on Facebook, Darnell, I'm Famous Brown, Instagram at SmoothD620. Like, share, and subscribe to my YouTube and the BlackTube channel, the famous brand. Anybody that does want to be a part of the business spotlight, please send all inquiries to the underscore famous underscore brand at yahoo.com. Once again, get your dip. It's the famous brand, man. Um, y'all already know Black and Unfiltered. Y'all can check us out. Follow us on Instagram at official BNU crew. Follow the Black and Unfiltered entertainment page on Facebook. Uh, you can check us out on YouTube and the Black Tube, the Black and Unfiltered Entertainment Network. Um, any bookings, inquiries, opportunities, you can send those to our email, blackandunfilteredent at gmail.com. Uh, don't forget to send us your unfiltered files where we give you a raw perspective on your situations. You can also send those submissions to our email. Once again, blackandunfilteredent at gmail.com. Um, as always, you will remain anonymous. But don't be surprised what we have to say. Um, other than that, uh, like Taz said before, we are getting our gaming channel together. So make sure you like, share, and subscribe to Casual uh, Bros Gaming on YouTube. Um, if you're looking, if you're looking for tutorials and all that shit, this ain't the channel to go to. If you just want to see some casual niggas gaming and with plenty of entertainment, raw conversations, jokes, all that good shit, then check us out. Uh, we uploading content real soon, so. Be sure to check that out. Um, other than that, fellas, y'all got any closing remarks? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> he said it. <laughs> hey, protect oh, your mental and protect your legs, man. That part. Hey. Title of the show, split, right there. <laughs> <laughs> we cutting the tape. We'll catch y'all next week. All right, man. <laughs>